The best way to learn a language? Immersion. Living where the language is spoken and using it every day. But if that's not in the cards this year, you can still learn a language the second best way. And that's with Babbel. Be a better you in 2024 with Babbel, the science-backed language learning app that actually works. Don't pay hundreds of dollars for private tutors or waste hours on apps that don't really help you speak the language. Babbel's quick 10-minute lessons are handcrafted by over 200 language experts and help you start speaking a new language in as little as three weeks. Babbel's designed by real people for real conversations, and their tips and tools are approachable, accessible, rooted in real-life situations, and delivered with conversation-based teaching, so you're ready to practice what you've learned in the real world. Here's a special limited-time deal for our listeners. Right now, get up to 60% off your Babbel subscription at babbel.com slash bluewire. That's 60% off at babbel.com slash bluewire, spelled B-A-B-B-E-L dot com slash bluewire. Rules and restrictions apply. seven game slate on tap and it's an ugly one this might be one that gets really really ugly because i'm just going to cut straight to the chase when you look at the weather out of these seven games baltimore washington you got 30 to 40 percent chances of rain most of the night chicago and cincinnati 40 percent plus at times and then oakland and the white Sox. winds blowing in from left at 15 miles an hour which is absolutely beautiful but um, it is rain heavy rain heavy heavy rain so keep an eye on those three. Maybe a miracle happens between now and game time and everything changes. But right now, this slate could go down to four games, could go down to four with three that could play, could not play. You get to play that game because I'm still kind of tilting and it happens. Uh, but uh, that ball, the, the Milwaukee-Pittsburgh game last night, they said, okay, it's delayed. It's going to start a half an hour late. Okay, that came 45 minutes later. Okay, it's going to start in another half an hour. That came about an hour later. The game is postponed. So that one was quite tilting as you could have you know, done some different things. So keep an eye on that tonight because it looks like it could be another ugly one. Let's take a look at the totals on this slate. If you need help with the three-game slate, come join the Sports DJ in Slack chat and ask all the questions you want. We'll be there to answer them for you. Uh, Diamondbacks, Pirates, total of eight. Orioles, Nationals, total of seven. Cubs, Reds, total of nine and a half. A's, White Sox, nine and a half. Cardinals, Brewers, nine. Blue Jays, Angels, 7.5. Padres, Giants, 7.5. So let's take a look at this slate and start with the pitching like usual. And it kicks off with Mad Max Scherzer. $14,500 at home against those Baltimore Orioles. Max strikes out over 40% of right-handed batters he faces. He's absolutely just disgusting against them. Uh, I'm not going to go super deep on why this is a great matchup. The Orioles strike out 25% of the time. Max is amazing. Might give up a homer or two, but he's a minus 300-plus favorite. Mad Max at 14.5 is the play of the slate, but it's also crazy priced, so it might not work for you. You're going to have to keep an eye on that and see what happens. Tyler Skaggs at home against the Angels at 10.7 is not bad at all. I can get behind that. He's been really, really good his last three times out. The Angels do have some righties with some pop, but not a, I mean, the, the Blue Jays have some righties with some pop, but not a ton. No Josh Donaldson, so you got guys like Grichik. You know, Smoke switch hitting, Kendrick Morales switch hitting, you know, PR, 
Devin Travis. Um, Teoscar Hernandez is a nice one. You got Solarte switch hitting. So it'll be a righty-heavy lineup, but one that doesn't absolutely terrify you. They uh, strike out almost 22% of the time versus left-handed pitching. You have a Jays team with a 3.3 team total. Lefties 274, righties 314 versus Tyler Skaggs. Average Woba of 306, a little bit better ISO of 182 against left-handers. And it's in Anaheim, which is a nice... It's like a mediocre pitcher slash. You can still hit pretty decent there, but not bad for pitchers at all. Let's slide down to Mad Bum. Mad Bum's $9,400. Mad Bum has been very tilting since his return from the DL. Uh, going, you know, 8.1, 5.8, 10.7 DraftKings points. Not good, Bob. But he's given up three, four, and two earned runs. He's given up the home runs his last time against the Dodgers. Um, pitch count finally got up to 112 this last time out. Strikeout's still in a third. And that's what really concerns me. He's only got three Ks in each start so far the Padres could be that get right game folks because uh I'm trying to stay optimistic with Bumgarner saying you know it's still his spring training because he had to take a lot of time off not throwing a baseball yada 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 he still should be fine so something may, may be wrong we'll see but uh, a, a Padres team that strikes out 25% against left-handed hitters or pitchers is a good starting point to see if you're broken or not they have a 3.4 team total um Lefties 268, righties 372 off Mad Bum. The lefties have got him. Uh, the Padres, a barely average Woba of 300 and ISO of 168. So they're not world beaters. Get a great ballpark to pitch in in uh, San Francisco. If you think Mad Bum is broken, there are a lot of Padres you can a- attack in GPP plays. But if you think, you know, he's going to get it going here sooner or later, and this is, de- like I said, a matchup, a get right matchup, uh, Bumgarner at 9,400 is a good spot to uh, plant your flag tonight and roll in those GPPs, because the way the weather's looking, this is highly a GPP-type slate, so let's be ready for that. Tyson Ross, 7800 bucks at those San Francisco Giants. If you so choose to not go Bumgarner's route, you can go Ross, who's faced the Giants twice this year. 12 innings, 1 earned, 14 Ks in those two starts, averaging 23.7 DraftKings points per start. He's been better on the road than at home. He scuffled in the last, you know, four or so starts, uh, 15 or fewer draftings points. 15 is not bad, but uh, the other three, 11, 9, 11, 9, 9, 8. So a little bit of a scuffle there. We know what you're going to get with Tyson Ross. Uh, lefties can get to him a bit, um, as the Giants team total is 4.1. Lefties 354, righties 294. So you got the panics, the belts. The Crawford should be back from maternity leave today. Um, those are your main lefties you're worried about in this lineup, so not a ton. And they, they, they are striking out a lot. We already mentioned he has 14 Ks and 12 innings against them this year. They're striking out almost 25% of the time versus right-handed pitching. So he's definitely a guy you can look at in that price range there at uh, at uh, $7,800. Like him in a Skaggs lineup could be really interesting. Uh, it's going to be hard to put Scherzer with anybody below unless they're in the 6K range to get any type of bats. But you maybe, maybe value pops up and you can check something else out. But that's kind of where I'm looking at that one. After Ross, you can slide on down to Zach Godley, who's been a little better. We talked about him with Paul Spora on the Bench with Bubba episode 101. Godley had 26 points his last time out, 24 the start prior at Colorado. Scuffled against the Giants, but pitched well at Cincinnati, 22.1. Scuffled against Milwaukee, but then good at the Mets again. So it's it's up and down. They said he's working on a better curveball, the humidor, you know, affecting the grip and whatnot. I think with Pittsburgh, they don't strike out a ton, 19% strikeout rate. Um, it is one of the knock on wood cleaner uh, rain games on the schedule. Swinging strike rate at 12.5%, still getting a 54% ground ball rate. So all that stuff's looking really, really good. Um, and you look at a Pittsburgh team 
with a team total of 4.1. Lefty's 358, righty's 368 on, on, on Godley. So you can pick on Godley, and maybe the bad one shows up, but the good one showed up more times than not lately. It looks like he's really – the pitch mix has changed. Like I said, uh, Paul Spore went in a big breakdown on what's what's good with Godley and how things are changing in the right direction. So something definitely to look at there at that $7,200 price range is Zach Godley. When you get below the 6K range, you got guys like Kevin Gossman, 6600 bucks. Yes, it's at the Washington Nationals. Yes, it's Kevin Gosman. It's going to be terrifying. But he, he's got you 15 or more DraftKings points in three straight starts. Again, we're talking 6600 bucks. He's got you 15 or more in uh, four of his last five. The one he didn't was a minus 12, which, again, it's Kevin Gosman for you. He's facing a Washington the team that strikes out about 21% of the time. He's a plus 300 favorite against Mad Max Scherzer. Yep, Kevin Gosman. The Nationals have a 5.2 total, highest on the slate. Lefty's 320, righty's 357. But when you look at the Nationals, barely above average Woba of 309, barely or slightly above average ISO of 165 for right-handed pitching. Yes, Gosman can get in trouble, but also, you know, Daniel Murphy's back at first base. He's not lighting the world on fire yet. You got Rendon, who I like a ton. Harper, you know he can have his games, but he is struggling. You got Soto's on fire. Turner, you don't know what you're going to get. Catching spot's rough. Uh, and then you got Michael A. Taylor, who, you know, once or twice a week maybe shows up. It's an interesting GPP play, is all I'm saying. Is it, is it perfect? No. Not by any means. It's the Washington Nationals. But ownership will be low. He's going up against Scherzer. And he's got some upside to put up some points for you for 6600 bucks. Brent Suter, we were all over him yesterday. I liked him a lot more in Pittsburgh against Pittsburgh. He returns home and faces the St. Louis Cardinals. He's faced them twi- twice, as he started twice against them this year. Ten and a third innings, four earned, eight Ks, averaging ten points an appearance. Um, his last time he did face was four starts ago, five innings, five hits, three earned, six Ks for 18.3. Kind of what I mentioned yesterday, he's been lights out consistent. 16 or more DraftKings points in Six straight starts, seven of his last eight. Uh, been really, really good. He's thrown a lot of fastballs, so I'm afraid a bad game will come here sooner than later. And it is a righty, righty heavy St. Louis team. That's what worries me. In this one, uh, they have a total of 4.4. Lefty's 325, righty's 334. Still, though, just a barely above average Woba of 311 versus lefty, so they're not world beaters. A lot of nice names, a lot of good you know, guys that can and have and maybe will hit lefties really, really well. They just haven't really done it yet this year. So Suter's still in play for me at 6300 bucks on a slate where you're going to have to get creative uh, with your pitching. The favorite one I like down here at 6300 bucks was the one, the only, Chris Bassett of uh, the Oakland Athletics. He's not great by any means, but he's had his good. He's had his bad, kind of like Montas yesterday. He was great. You know, his first start against Kansas City, seven innings, one room, six Ks for 23 points. Face the Angels, four innings, seven hits, two earned, three Ks for six. So you pick your poison here, and he's going up against the Chicago White Sox team, which we know has the ability to, you know, have some fun at the dish. They're not, like, bad, but they are one of the worst. They strike out 25% of the time versus righties. Bassett is a minus-135 road favorite in this matchup. He does give up a ton of fly balls and a ton of hard contact, so that is terrifying. The White Sox bats would be in play. But at his value, he had upside. They had a 4.5 total. Lefty's 284, righty's 376. So a reverse splits angle here. And again, a, one, a 308 Woba and a 160 I. So both barely above average. So Bassett's in play. Rain looks horrible. So watch out for that one. Recapping your pitching real quick, though, you got Scherzer by far and away is up top at 14.5 by himself. 
You got Tyler Skaggs at seven, uh, 10,700. He's worth a look. Bumgarner's at 94 for your GPP plays, which this should be a GPP slate. When you drop down to the uh, cheaper pitchers, you got Tyson Ross at 78 against the Giants. Zach Godley at 72. And then below, uh, in the 6Ks and below, you got Gossman, Suter, and Bassett. So some interesting options here. Nothing flashy. It's Scherzer and then a bunch of guys that might get it done. Again, GPP type slate. But those are the guys I start start my builds around and see where things go from there. Let's get into the bats on this slate at the catcher's position. You know, you got guys like Buster Posey who's playing well. But Wilson Contreras against Matt Harvey, definitely somebody to look at at 3800 bucks. Uh, we do like that. Again, good chances of rain there in Cincinnati. But Great American Small Park with the, the Cubs bats against Matt Harvey sounds like a great recipe for me. Farther down you go, if you're not using a guy like Brent Suter, uh, Yadier Molina at $3,500, a good spot there versus, versus Suter. Definitely can give that a look. Um, Tucker Barnhart at 3200 versus Kyle Hendricks. He's worth our play for us almost every day of the week at those price tags. Uh, Johnny Lucroy at three k versus Lucas Giolito. Giolito's bad versus lefties and righties. Uh, I'll give you the exact numbers right here. But when you look at the A's total, it's 5.1. It's the third highest on the slate. Lefties 425, righties 351. So, yes, bad against both sides of the plate. Uh, don't uh, deviate just to one side. Um, when you go a little farther down, like a Russell Martin at 3K versus Skaggs, if you're fading that direction. Uh, even a Manny Pena versus Seamart. Seamart's been really bad since his return from the DL. So the Brewers could be a nice player. They have a 4.6 total, fifth highest or fourth highest on the slate. Lefties 316, righties 298. But that 298, he's coming up because he used to be much, much better versus right-handed pitching. So keep all that in mind. Uh, if you if you aren't playing Bassett, you're playing some White Sox backs. Omar Navarez, the catcher for the White Sox at 2700, is definitely one I could look at and get behind there. Other than that, check your lineups. You could go chat. You know, Chad Cool's horrible against lefties. Alex Avila is 2600, but Alex Avila has been. I, I've seen dog poop do better work than Alex Avila at times this year. I don't know what happened to that man. We used him a ton last year. So good, such hard contact. I don't know where it's gone. It's just disappeared. So. He's there. Maybe he runs into one tonight. Those do happen. He is a professional baseball player, and he's cheap. But uh, those are your options there. First base, you got Goldie at 54. He's just crushing everything right now. It's good to see him back. Uh, Jose Martinez, I'd be surprised if he's in the game. He left looking really, really hurt yesterday. Maybe it was just a stinger, and he's fine. But uh, good spot for Suter at 51 if he is there. But a guy like Eric Thames, he's been hitting the ball well since his return from the DL. He's 5K. Uh, Joey Votto at 48 is interesting. I'd maybe pay up for Thames, but Votto's always a play. But the guy you want to look at is a guy, Mr. Anthony Rizzo, at 4700 bucks against Matt Harvey. That is outstanding. It's amazing he's not the highest-priced pitcher here. Uh, Jose Abreu at 4K versus Bassett. If you are fading Bassett, Abreu is a great call here at $4,000. And then Matt Olson, 3900 versus Giolito, gets a great park shift going from Oakland to Chicago. We mentioned Giolito's given up a 400-plus batting average to left-handed bats, uh, an extreme Woba. Like, everybody's crushing him. So Matt Olson at 39 is a great spot there. That's what really sucks about that being the nastiest of the three rain games. When you got a game total that resembles, you know, nine and a half between those two pitchers, you want to jump all over that. Pretty much, you're nine and a half there. You got nine and a half in Cincinnati with heavy rain. And then you have um, the Washington's the low one. But your two highest totals on the slate are the rain games. Fun times. Uh, when you go farther down at the first base position, you got guys like, you know, Albert Pujols at 37s as a punt, but I wouldn't run to play that. You got guys like Pablo Sandoval at 33 for a punt. Other than that, maybe a Kendris Morales at 31. I mentioned he could be in for a good game yesterday. He 
popped off, so keep him in mind. And then a Louis Valbuena, if he cracks the lineup, he's first base, third base eligible at 2,900. You know, he's that GPP lefty bat there. Sanchez will give up a lot of fly balls, so keep him in mind. And then a prospect, the Angels called up uh, Jose Fernandez. He's $2,700. He's first base, second base eligible. Showed a lot of pop in the minors. Hasn't shown it quite yet in his short time in the bigs, but uh, keep him on your radar as well. Second base position, you got Scooter Jeanette at 46. Not bad at all. Javi Baez at 45 versus Matt Harvey. is very, very much in play. A uh, guy like Jed Lowry at 42 versus Gilito. We can get behind that quite a bit. Ben Zobers at 4K is not bad. I love me some Ian Kinsler at 39. I've been riding that wave against lefties and righties, and he's hitting everything right now. Averaging 10.3 points a game in his last 10. So Kinsler at 39, worth a look. When you quick look at the Angels for you, they have a 4.2 total. Lefties 357, righties 376 versus Aaron Sanchez. Again, that's why we don't need to worry too much about Kinsler in this one. But you go down a little more, like a Cattell Marte, second base shortstop at 39. Definitely worth the look against Chad Cool. But you'd rather go to like a guy like Juan Moncada at 38 for Spassett. Again, game dictating the rain there. Daniel Descalso, second base, third base at 38. All really good looks there. Arizona, uh, team total is not high. It's 3.9. But lefty's 388, right? He's 339 versus uh, Chad Cool. So definitely, you know, Descalso's, Marte's could be nice little pivot plays at those positions. Just wish it was a better ballpark. Um, farther down you look here at the at the second base position, you have Joe Panic at 32, not running to play it. But if you're fading Bumgarner like a Jose Perella at 3200 bucks, second base outfield eligible is in play for you. Maybe a Wilmer Defoe makes the Nationals lineup. He's second base, third base at 31. So you can do some punting down below here. Um, and then we mentioned Jose Fernandez of the Angels, 2700 bucks could be a an Uber punt for you here. The kind of value you're going to have to find, like, heck, Go Valbuena at first and Jose Fernandez at second. Or you can have Valbuena at third, either or. And that'll help you immensely in your Max Scherzer lineups. Are they guys you feel good about putting in your lineup every day? No. But on a GPP slate, that might turn into a four or five gamer. It can be really interesting. Um, and it just takes them to have, you know, five plus points each, preferably ten plus points each. And you're really you know, kind of distancing yourself from the pack. Well, first off, the Scherzer needs to get like 40 freaking DraftKings points in that price tag, so keep that in mind as well. But uh, third base, Chris Bryant, 5K. He's uh, in a good spot. There was Harvey, obviously. The Cubs are going to be a phenomenal look for Matthew Harvey. Eugenio Suarez at 49 is okay. Looking at Travis Shaw at 41 versus Seamart, I like quite a bit. Shaw coming back from the DL yesterday. Uh, he was going to, but that game got rained out, so make his return today. Again, lefties versus Carmart is definitely something you could get behind when you do that. Jake Lamb's 4100 versus Chad Cool could be an interesting play there as well. But if you want to kind of pay a reasonable price, 3900 bucks for Anthony Rendon versus Gossman, I like a ton. I've been playing Rendon like crazy. I mentioned it yesterday, I was going back to the well. 10 more points again. 10, 16, 14, 10, 4, 15. The dude's got double digits all over the board. 3900 bucks versus Kevin Gossman. He's in the middle of that Nationals lineup. And if Gossman does get blown up, he will be a piece of that puzzle. So I definitely like him as a one-off or a part of a stack at 39. I don't mind him either way. I like him a lot. Descalso at 38 is in play for you there. Yomer Sanchez at 36 has a nice kind of GPP ownership play there against Bassett. Rain dictating, of course. Colin Moran at 34 versus Godley if you want to fade Godley. Or if this slate gets smaller, again, like I've talked about many times, you can have a batter versus a pitcher if you want to. So if, if Moran saves you some cash and you're using Godley, don't let it ruin your day. 
they, when you get farther down the list, there's not tons. Again, Louisville Blaine at 29 would be a guy you could probably look at there. Over to the shortstop position, Trey Turner at 47s and play versus Gossman. Get on and run. You can do that quite a bit. Javi Baez at 45 is not horrible. Marcus Simeon at 41 swinging a good bat. Again, Brandon Crawford should be back tonight. Keep an eye on that, but 3,900 there. You can tell Marte at 39 as well are two options you can definitely look at. Um, Andleton Simmons only 3,500 versus Aaron Sanchez. I like that a lot as a cheaper or mid-priced uh, shortstop because after him, there's not a ton you can really get behind and, and sleep comfortably on. So I like that play. And then when you drop down, I'm really not seeing much of anything. So check your lineups that, and see if anything really tickles your fancy. Going to the outfield, though, yeah, you got Trout at 6K versus Sanchez, which is outstanding. Sanchez, the fly ball, this could be a long night for him. Yeah, Bryce Harper at 53, he's definitely in play. That price that keeps dropping, so keep an eye on that. Uh, K with the Chris Davis, not bad either. Christian Yellick. Yeah, like, uh, David Peralta at 48 versus Chad Cool, he's definitely in play for you there. He'll be low owned. Tommy Pham versus Suter at 47 is not horrible. Love me some Juan Soto at 45 versus Gossman. Can get behind that for sure. Uh, Justin Upton in a GPP at 45. These are all kind of your captain obvious plays here. Marcelo Zuna, who hits lefties really well in his career at 44. Teoscar Hernandez, Kyle Schwarber. All really good plays that you can get. To. I like Schwarber quite a bit against Harvey. That's one you can definitely look at there. When you slide down into the uh, not-so-captain obvious type plays, because those are all great, and if you want to differentiate them, again, ask me questions in the Slack chat. I will help you with everything you need. Below 4Ks. Uh, you, can, you can look at guys like uh, Daniel Polka at 3,700 versus Bassett as a cheaper option. Um, Gregory Polanco at 37 could be somewhat interesting. You go down a little more. Outfield's not as good as it once was. Hunter Renfro against Bumgarner at 35. Gritchick at 35 versus Skaggs. I like that Gritchick play. And, and Renfro, both GPP-type plays if you're fading those directions. And that's another one. Like when I say he's a batter versus a pitcher, a guy like Renfro's perfect for that because... If he doesn't go off, well, yeah, it sucks for your overall lineup, but that means your pitcher probably did okay. If the Padres play home run derby, Renfro, you'd imagine, has a great shot of getting one of those. So, something to think about there. Adam Duvall at 33 as a GPP play, definitely worth a look there. Uh, Gorky Hernandez, 33 as well. Hernan Perez at 33 is not bad. Keep an eye on Jabari Blash. No, no, never mind. What the hell? I was thinking, I was looking at Fran Mil Reyes right above him at. Uh, Where'd he go? Just, yeah, there he is. Fred Milray is 3,300 versus Bumgarner. Another massive power bat you could take a look at. Mentioned Jose Perella earlier. Um, so the Padres could give you some salary relief if you want to fade a bum. But other than that, you get below 3Ks. Nothing really at first glance standing out. Check lineups, and we'll definitely have some. Like Cole Calhoun's only 2,600 versus Aaron Sanchez. Calhoun went deep yesterday. Maybe the time on the DL slash go get your shit together worked because uh, we know he's a much better hitter than he had been all season. So maybe something's clicking and something's worth keeping an eye on. And uh, that would be just what the doctor ordered there. So let's recap your pitching real quick. You know, up top, you got Scherzer all by himself. Then you got Skaggs and Bumgarner above 10K. In your 7K range, you got like Tyson Ross and Zach Godley, both guys you can definitely take a look at there. When you get down to the 6Ks, you got Gossman versus Washington. Yes, scary, but that's Kevin Gossman in a nutshell. Brett Suter, and then Chris Bassett. So nothing pretty any way you break it down on this seven-game slate. Let's look at the BVP and wrap her up. Baltimore at the Nationals. You have Adam Jones, 13 for 32, three doubles, four home runs versus Max Scherzer. That's 406 average. 
uh, Chris Davis, I don't care what his BVP is, you're not using him. It's not, I'm not going to read it to you. It's actually decent. Uh, Joey Votto versus Kyle Hendricks, 8 for 16, a double and two home runs. Adam Duvall, 5 for 14 with a home run as well, so good stuff there. As you keep sliding down, you know, Eric Thames, 5 for 17 with a double and two homers off Carmart. VR, 11 for 29, a double and homers, a 379 average, three stolen bases as well. Domingo Santana, if he sneaks in a lineup, 8 for 23 with a homer. Travis Shaw has taken him deep as well, so good numbers there for the Brew Crew versus Carmart. Yadi Molina, 4 for 10 with a double and two homers off of Suter. Yair Munoz, Matt Carpenter, and Jose Martinez have all taken Suter deep. Justin Upton, 5 for 10, two doubles off of Aaron Sanchez. Uh, Joe Panic, 3 for 7. Hunter Renfro, well, this makes this even better. 5 for 10, two doubles and two homers off Mad Bum. So Renfro likes himself some Mad Bum. Uh, Matt Caesar's got a homer. AJ Ellis, 2. Spangenberg, 1. Not big averages, but they do have homers against him as well. So there's that. Let's see if we have any birthdays to keep an eye on here. Uh, Jeffrey Marte, but that's about it. He's not even in the bigs right now. So nothing to look at on the birthday front, as we'll try to do that for fun every once in a while. But there you have it on your quick hits for June 21st. Hope everybody has a great Thursday. Again, watch the weather. It's really, really nasty. Check us out at thesportsdegens.com, at thesportsdegens. A lot of great content going out there. Golf teed off today. We had a lot of great stuff there from the guys. Um, then we have our, our buddy Brian Cray with his first piece with the, with the website. Looking at guys that have improved exit velocity and lost exit velocity from last season to this season. Kind of the biggest gainers and followers. So go check that out. And then uh, Andrew McClintock, Fantasy Age 1, has done a great job. He had a good piece on uh, low one guys to keep an eye on. And then just a piece he put out yesterday about uh, you know five or six young shortstops coming up that we need to really keep a look at and uh, for the future. So go check all that out. I'm on Twitter at BDNTrick. If you have questions, hit me up there or in the Slack chat. And I uh, hope everybody has a good Thursday. This was your MLB DFS Quick Hits, June 21st edition. I'm out.